Hello and welcome to the Program Notes podcast by Tux People's Music. My name is Jacob Thede and I will host all these interviews with the composers of Tux People's Music. In them, we'll talk about their music, particularly the pieces on the catalog of Tux People's Music. We'll talk about the stories behind them. We'll talk about how they composed them, why they composed them, what they were going through when they were writing that music. And I hope it might give a little insight into their lives and be a sort of memoir into the piece that um, might be a little extra that you wouldn't have otherwise received when you either bought the music or performed the music or rehearsed the music. This episode is with Sparky Thomason, Lee Thomason. He goes by Sparky. Uh, you will hear in this episode his seasoned career as a jazz musician and, ed- and an educator as well as a composer. And um, it was such a joy to talk to Sparky and hear all his stories. And you just know by talking to him that he's got a million more left in him after you've had a full conversation with him. So I'm looking forward to having many, many more conversations with Sparky in the future. Um, yeah. All right. Cool. Um, so uh, do you just want to go chronologically talking about the pieces? So like which one of those three? I wrote Ludus Blues first. <laughs> The other one was the break. Okay, I think I, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I, wrote, I know I wrote Ludus Blues first. Yeah. Because I was actually uh, I was in the Air Force Band. Wow. In San Antonio, that's where my wife and I met. Uh, in San Antonio, uh, she's a flute player uh, from Utah. Okay. Yeah. We lived in Utah for seven years after that. Um, but uh, I was finishing my degree at UTSA in San Antonio, and this would have been '97. Uh, and uh, my the jazz uh, the uh, Jim Ballantyne was my composition guru, and he had been when I went to Sam Houston back in the early eighties. Uh, and then now, and then fast forward, he was at UTSA, um, and uh, I had to do his class was uh, counterpoint and composition. And so, Ludus Blues has a lot of counterpoint in it, and. Um, and the title, Ludus Blues, so what it is, it's, well, okay, I'll tell the whole story. Um, so um, I did my last recital. My degree was in trumpet performance. And Dr. Ballantyne came to my, actually, he was on the board for my recital. And um, he came up to me after, and he said, uh, and I, we had already sold our house. So we're moving to Utah. And so he's like, and we had only done like one of the three, two of the three things really. And I had to take it as a, uh, uh, as an independent study because they only offered the class every other spring and I'm leaving in December, you know? And so um, he let me take his independent study. So he, said, uh, so he came up to me after, hey, great recital, uh, uh, December of 97. And so that's when I finished the chart. And so, uh, and so uh, he goes, uh, so what are we going to do about uh, the thing? And I'm like, hey, you're the man. What do you want to do about the thing? Well, he said, well, come by the office at 10 in the morning. We'll talk about it. And so I, 
came by the office and we had agreed that uh, I was going to do like a bot two part invention kind of thing, which I did. I've got it somewhere. Uh, and then, um, and then do some uh, like Bill Holman counterpoint. Cause he's like the jazz master as far as counterpoint his, his counterpoint's ridiculous for jazz and uh, really LA. And Bill Holman's still alive actually. And then, um, and then I was going to do something with Paul Hinnemuth, Ludus Tonala. And so I had done the first thing and not the other two. So I got so bogged down her style and everything else. And so he said, tell you what we're going to do. Go over the music library. Well, go listen to some Bill Holman and then go over the music library, check out some Ludus Tonalis and write me a big band chart. And like, do what you do and put them together, write me a big band chart. And of course, so what Ludus Tonalis is, so what, yeah, he, he is, he's a phenomenal teacher. And so, what, and, and I was older too. I mean, I was 35, so I, I, he didn't have to lead me by the hand. And I'd written, I'd written a bunch already, you know, so, um, so he, uh, so, so I did that. And so Ludus Tonalis is based on, the the first subject and some sub some other subjects from Bohemus Lewis Tonalis. That's the first subject of number one of Lewis Tonalis. And and I sat in front of the computer probably for like I had Encore at the time. I sat in front of the computer just like this in San Antonio for like three days trying to figure out how to make that five bar counter subject into a nice, neat four bars. Cause I already knew it was going to be a blues and five bars doesn't divide into 12. And so, uh, I sat there for three days. It still didn't happen. I was driving around thinking driving to the grocery store or something. And I was like, you know what? If I do it five bars times four, that's 20 then I can do kind of a four bar lead in to the first solo and it came out and it worked. And so that's where that came from. And oh, loose and else. And then, um, so I, I had enough of the chart finished that I could do it for Dr. Ballantyne. And then um, I went to Utah and I had to submit some charts. I was hoping to be, uh, to do my master's in composition at the university of Utah. And so I submitted some charts. And so in the meantime, I finished the chart uh, before I submitted some things to the University of Utah in uh, maybe March. Uh, and I submitted that. And I submitted a brass quintet I'd written and uh, another wind ensemble chart that I had done. I, I don't even know where I have it. And a couple of other big band things. And um, everybody on the compositional faculty liked me except for the head of the department who oh, said man. they didn't have the – quote unquote requisite two years of electronic music and oh my gosh yeah i know so it, well, it's just crazy because things have changed so much and and that was that was 97 right yeah and 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 i mean some things kind of never change but you know especially with you know access to computers has gotten so much better everyone is an electronic musician now so yeah, at least yeah. That has changed since yeah. then. But yeah, I, you know, I hear, I, I feel like from my other professors, when I was studying, they kind of dealt with the same thing back in the 90s, where it was like, kind of this acoustic music versus maybe jazz versus electronics. And like, those three entities were kind of fighting right. each other for like, not dominance, but just kind of like legitimacy, I guess. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah. And that was definitely happening there. And 
I, I really feel bad because I, I didn't finish my master's. I, I, yeah. I had to do it in trumpet performance. And I ultimately, for some political reasons, didn't finish it. Yeah. Uh, but um, I, I feel like if I'd have been able to do it as a, like as a, as a compositional thing, I would have stayed in there and, 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 you know, well, maybe not. I think the play, I would have definitely, it'd have been a much more useful degree, I think for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, knowledge wise for, right. for everything right. that I do. Uh, it would have been a much more challenging degree than I feel like going in and trying to play classical trumpet and that's not what I do, you know, <laughs> right. just to have a piece right. of paper, you know, yeah. but so that's where that came from. And, um, it's been recorded a few times, um, uh, on, on, actually it's been recorded on, I'm, I've got all my CDs up here. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff that I've done. Come on. And now I can't find it. Temple Jazz Orchestra, where are you? No. Okay. <laughs> so there's a CD up here somewhere. This is TJO. And it's all of the Temple Jazz. There's three of us that write. And it's all of our original. That's awesome. Tunes, pretty much. Very cool. And yeah. I've got two tunes on that. Loose Blues is one. Uh, we did it. Now, uh, when we went to the next to last um, International Association of Jazz Educators mm -hmm. conference in New York. Um, so Bill Watrous was our guest artist. We've had many great guest artists with the Temple Jazz Orchestra. Yeah. And Bill recorded a couple of CDs with us, and Bill's phenomenal. Um, so he did the concert, and what I didn't realize is that Bill Watrous and Toshiko Aikiyoshi were like best friends. Mm. And so Toshiko was sitting, when he wasn't playing, he was sitting in the audience with, with Toshiko. Wow. And so after the gig is over, Bill and Toshiko comes up, and Toshiko's one of my heroes. Yeah. And Toshiko comes up, and she's like, I'm going to do a bad Japanese accent. I apologize. But she's like, Sparky, I love your Lotus Blues. And she's like, give me a big hug. Yeah. And I was like, bam, Toshiko, I love all 15 <laughs> so you just albums. Start, you're I just starstruck. I love all 15 albums. Oh, no. And I've, and I've met stars before. Right, know, right. I've known, I've known I'm, my, my son is named Winton. I've known Winton since 1981. I've, wow. I've, yeah, I've, yeah. I play for a lot of people without name dropping. Yeah, yeah. But when Toshiko said that, I was like, Damn, I love yeah. all 15 albums I've had of yours. And then um, when we did it, at, so we used to do it as an opener. And um, okay. we did it at the North Sea Jazz Festival. We went to Europe a couple of times. And when we went to North Sea, um, the, the Vanguard Jazz Orchestra was playing. There's 14 stages at the North right. Sea Jazz Festival. You, uh, you see everybody. Everybody's okay, yeah. there. And yeah, we were yeah. glad to be there. And so uh, we played on a dinky outdoor stage, but the the the, the Vanguard Jazz Orchestra was playing at the stage next door to us, uh -huh. and they had gotten done with our gig, and then we came back and played ours. And uh, I didn't realize. So Randy Brecker's playing on us with us with on that gig, mm -hmm. and what I didn't realize is that the whole trumpet section, Terrell Stafford, Scott Winholt, um, uh, 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 Frank Green, who's now the lead player with the Basie Band, and mm -hmm. uh, and and uh, Nick Marchand, the whole trumpet section at that time, was there to see our gig because they wow. were way out of the ground. I thought they were just there to see Randy Brecker. Right. And so later that night, I'm like full sprint from going to see from seeing BB King <laughs> to go see Paquito de Rivera with Roberto wow. Guerrini. And so I'm like full sprint, and I hear Sparky, and I thought it was like our lead trumpet player. It was like, and I, of course, there's billions of people there. Yeah, yeah. And I turn around, and it's Terrell Stafford. It's Terrell Stafford and that trumpet section. Right. And they're like, come here. And I'm like, you know, that type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, 
okay. So I go over. I was like, dude, we loved your solo. And I only played one solo. It was on Ludus Blues. Was on the oh, open, my gosh. Which told, them, which told me that they were there for they the remembered, whole gig. They remembered, you know, yeah, yeah. they were there for the whole gig. Too. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And so uh, we, loved, we loved your solo on Ludus Blues. Thanks, man. I wrote the chart too. Yeah, but, yeah. Damn, really? And so I sent the chart. The Vanguard ba- the Vanguard has it in their book. I don't know if they have awesome. it. Awesome. Yeah, the, yeah. It's in the, it's in the Vanguard book. You can book at least say that. The, That's with incredible. With all the bad charts and the Bob Brookmeyer charts, it's in their book. Wow. Very so like, cool. No kidding. Yeah. And so yeah. Can, we, can we take a picture with you? And I'm uh-huh. just like, what the? With me, you know, like I'm just a punk, yeah, no, you know. I'm, I'm nobody, yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. Dang, you know, so yeah, so so that those things happen as a result of Ludus Blues. Yeah. Oh, the other thing, there's also a, a brass quintet version of Ludus Blues. Okay. With a rhythm section. Yeah. And I have it somewhere. I I won a contest. Uh, Bradley Kearns. Uh, it's a group of guys that does a brass quintet. Do a brass quintet. I've got the CD here. Oh, it's right here. Oh no, he put it on his CD. Here's the CD here. Yeah, Tom, very right? cool. Bradley Kearns, but he's the trombone teacher out in California at one of the colleges. I want to say Cal State Fullerton. I don't say he's out there. Okay. But um, it's a group of guys that went to uh, University of Kentucky. Okay. And, yeah. Uh, and Arlo Thompson, who is the trumpet player for uh, Cats, uh, okay. and guys like that. Di Martino. So, yeah, they were students yeah, yeah. of any. Yeah. Yeah. They were students yeah. Of yeah. And. Um, and uh, they wanted, they were looking for material. Yeah. And so I wrote this chart that was like nothing they had. And it's, it's a brass quintet version of Ludus Blues. Very it's cool. For brass quintet and bass and drums, no piano. Okay. Yeah, I was I was going to say, we're going to play some samples of it. Oh, uh, please. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah when, when it's finally like kind of polished and put together. And if you can find the brass quintet version, I don't know if, if you have a I'll recording it of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually have the recording right here. Okay, yeah, send send that over to me or or Jared. Okay. You know, we'll probably probably me. But we'll yeah, do. I'd love to kind of put that in there, snippets of that, to he- and then also like to put, do compare and contrast with the full band, the the big yeah, band version, yeah, and, yeah, and the, yeah. that's really cool. Um, that, that was a stretch and how to make it, you know, especially when there's a soloist going on, and because there was a spot where I had to use the other four, like trumpet solos playing, yeah, improvising. And then the other four players at comping like a piano player. Right, right, right. Uh, 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 you know, that type of thing for yeah. over blues, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I bet it's just crazy. Those it's, it's, it's those stories to me that you, you never, you you're, you sit down to do the, the technical work and you just sit down to do some of the creative liberty stuff. Mm-hmm. And you never know what that work will do for you in the future. It's it just like, exactly. it's just crazy, you know, whether it's yeah. like, you know, get it, get it performed and the right person hears it or it wins a certain award and, sure. and that kind of gives you yields even more fruit from there. And I, oh, yeah, I just think that's yeah. just so cool to hear that from other composers. And it's encouraging, you know, I think to anyone who's studying or just writing, you know, not even studying, but just writing music and needs that encouragement that like, right. you never know. Yeah. You never know that one thing that will like help you out, you know, along future. Um, it's a springboard to other stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And and so like it's this this piece started out as like a as a as a study, it was, you know, like it as was an assignment. assignment. It yeah, was the last yeah. thing I had to do to graduate from UGSA. That's insane. That oh my gosh. Out, that and pass a college algebra class. Right. With a guy, <laughs> with a guy who with a guy who had defected from China 
Uh, English was his fourth language. Right, right, right. Yeah. If I had to pass those two classes. Oh, my gosh. I mean, looking back, was it fun in the moment? Was it fun or was it kind of like pulling teeth for you or? Uh, all the above. All the above. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we're raising three kids. Oh my gosh! I we can't have even four, imagine. but our fourth wasn't born yet. The, the one that's in the blue coats wow. wasn't born yet. Okay, is, is she? Alex in the blue coats. Yeah. He, she, he, blue she, Sophie. Yeah, Sophie. Okay, is it this this summer? Yeah. Um, she did Boston Crusaders two years ago, and wow. then last year she was supposed to do blue coats, but it didn't happen. So she's at a blue coats camp right now. Uh, Very cool. Virtual camp. But she's leaving at the end of June. That's that's something. And we just wrote an arrangement, me and her, of um, for the pit for Bluecoats. Hopefully, it gets done. Of Chick Corea's Armando's Rumba. Oh, that's so cool. She basically did the arrangement. I just put in some pit, some some cool jazz chords. Yeah, absolutely, very but cool. She did the yeah. She did the she did the chart, but I, I put in some some cool jazz chords. That that's another kind of conversation, maybe in the future. But just like raising a family. Well, in, in the profession of, of doing music, you know, like it's, yeah. it's just so, so cool to me. And that, and that's also personal. Cause like, that's where me and my wife are kind of heading, awesome, yeah. you know, forward right. into, and it's always been a mystery. So yeah, very cool. Um, is there anything else you want to kind of talk about or is it pretty straightforward? Uh, you know, like when you're listening to it, you kind of get the gist of it or is there anything that, you know, is kind of hidden between yeah, that? So- um, well, the the changes are based on it's a blues, but the changes are based on um, the John Coltrane. It's it's a particular type of blues that's based right. on um, uh, Mr. PC. Okay. Because like in the ninth bar, it's got the flat six, A flat, right. G, C. So it's that. It's right. that blues. That's some good so context. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, I wanted, and I'm really in. I, I heard you talk about the Vanguard. Um, Thad Jones is one of my four musical heroes. Okay. Uh, and so I'm, as far as big band writing, I'm really into Thad Jones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the Thad Jones Lewis Band, which became mm-hmm. the Village Vanguard Band. And so it was kind of like, uh, it's definitely got kind of a New York feel to it. Most of the stuff I write, they have like kind of crunchy New York, which makes no sense because I'm just from Rockdale, Texas. <laughs> but, but, um, but my trumpet teacher, uh, Dave Hibbard at MCC, uh-huh. Uh, who passed away a couple of years ago. Uh, he's um, he was from New York. Okay. And so a lot of my kind of artistic, he was my trumpet teacher, my compositional guru, our jazz director. Yeah. He was my everything for, wow. for three years at MCC and Waco. And so uh, a lot of whatever I think artistically was you know, influenced by him. Came. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Awesome. Well, you want to move on to the next one? So I'll go for it. Yeah. We'll do the. Um, I would say chronologically, uh, the Rockdale tune, the, okay. in the days of Royal and Old. Yeah. So why, so, why do you say the Rockdale tune? So royal blue and old gold are the Rockdale colors. Okay, gotcha. So, uh, so the, uh, I, I, I didn't get a commission. I just did it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But it would be something like if Rockdale High School had. I'm Jarrett and I are both graduates of Rockdale High School. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. graduated my fortieth. Uh, uh, my fortieth reunion's coming up in September. Oh wow! I graduated cool. class of eighty one. Jarrett's yeah. quite a bit later than that. Yeah. Uh, 
And um, I had just, when we moved back, I had just started teaching a bunch of Rockdale kids. Jared was a senior right. in the band at Rockdale High School when I wrote this. Okay. And um, actually, I wrote it probably a little sooner than that, but I kind of had to wait on Jarrett to be a senior. Okay. Because I needed good brass players. Yeah, yeah. To play it. Some strong ones, yeah. Yeah. And so I needed to make sure Jarrett was in it. And by that time, he was already third time all state, second time wow. third time all state. Yeah. yeah. And so he was definitely a horse because I was going to conduct it. So I definitely needed Jarrett back there to play it. Absolutely. And so we premiered it at Rockdale High School. Um, uh, his senior year. Okay. At what's called the Parade of Bands. We do a thing called the Parade of Bands. It's all the bands, you know, it's the big band concert at the end of the year. Very cool. But, uh, they've had Parade of Bands since probably the 50s, you know, here. Wow, that's uh, insane. Oh my yeah, gosh. So yeah. to those that don't know where Rockdale is, it's- Rockdale is, it between... is an hour, Austin and, Austin and uh, Temple. Okay, very cool. So yeah. uh, we're kind of the rule is we're right in the middle of, we're an hour from everywhere, but not really. Okay. We're, we're an hour north of Austin, uh, about 45 minutes south of Temple, not okay. on 35, off of 35. Right, 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 right. Two right. hours from Houston, which is where I'm going today, and and three hours south yeah. of, D of Dallas, which I had to go to a couple of days ago to pick up my daughter from the airport. Very cool. And and so like the, the program notes are, it's, it says, this majestic work for a band takes an illustrious ride through Thomason's past. So yeah, is so, it, yeah yeah you want to talk so about the, that the melody at the beginning is yeah. based on well no let's see there's a bunch of quotes in there that have to do with Rockdale okay so um the first thing I guess the first trumpet call that 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 I could just play it sure so our my high school band director Don Theodi who lives in Clifton um. His favorite march was Strategic Air Command by okay. Clifton Williams. So wow. that's the that's the trumpet call that's in the second time through the melody of Strategic Air Command by Clifton. I love that's my favorite one of my favorite marches after ever is Strategic Air Command. Absolutely, yeah. But we still play it with my community band here in Rockdale. We have community band here that Jarrett's played in actually. Very cool. Yeah. And his brother Josh actually played it too. Nice. Um, and then, so the melody, uh, the original melody, is kind of a, it's it's kind of uh, a, a, in the style of the Rockdale School song. Gotcha. Okay. So the title in the days of Royal and Old uh, have to do with uh, the, the Rockdale School colors are Royal. I'm not wearing the Rockdale School colors. Right, right. <laughs> I am. No worries. Yeah, Royal, yeah. Royal blue and old gold are the Rockdale. Okay color so that's the title um so the original melody is uh it, the, the the chorale in the beginning is based on uh, loosely based on the rockdale school song okay um the middle uh like the takata in the middle is based on the fight song which is on wisconsin ba, 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 oh yeah ba, yeah 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 so it's in the key it's, it goes to a flat Nice. And it's a uh, it's an elongated uh, augmented version, and actually the uh, the last time through the the euphonium there's a solo euphonium part that actually has while all the woodwinds are doing their thing and everything else. Yeah, the, the euphonium actually has the on Wisconsin theme, like Very I, cool. I, the Canis Firmus, uh, in the background that you can't hear because all the woodwinds are moving around. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, at the very end, so there, it goes to B flat, and there's a restatement of the melody. And at the very end, 
Exodus. Okay. So Exodus is our victory song. And like, oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, yeah, Exodus is a big song that's been around. Uh, the movie came out in 1962, and Rockdo had a big year in football. And so that's become <laughs> like the victory song here. Nice. And so um, – and probably the greatest moment everybody remembers about their graduation is the last time – that they play mm, at graduation. Wow. So it's that's a really so big, cool. It's a really big deal. But it's I mean that's a rarity. Football games, yeah. Like you know, having music so involved in in the the school, you know, spirit and everything. The big blue band from Tigerland. It's a big yeah. deal. It's not yeah. nearly as big. When I was there, we marched probably 150 kids. Okay. And we went to Mexico City for a week. It was it was wow. It was a big, yeah, we were a good band, and and you know and. Uh, uh, yeah, it was a great, it was a great formative experience. You know? Absolutely. How big and, is it now? Uh, obviously, that's why I wanted to write that piece about it. And, yeah. And, uh, and we premiered it at the Parade of Bands, and they and they did a great wow. job in spite of me up there way in my. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, how big is it now uh, compared it's, to? It's um, probably about seventy. It's not as big. They're still a okay. really good band. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Adrian does a great job. Uh, Acevedo was was Jarrett's high school director, and he's he's yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, but just so many other things going on uh, that, that uh, you know, the, the, the town has changed uh, yeah. uh, uh, a lot. Uh, unfortunately, but not all, not all for the better. Yeah. Uh, I, I still love it here, but I, but I, I think that's also where the, the title came from. Uh, my junior high director used to talk about when he, when he taught here, it was like Camelot. Those were the golden days. Wow. Uh, yeah. You know, he called cool. it like that because the alcohol plant was around. It was a more affluent. Wow. Uh, more affluent community. And yeah. uh, he always talks about, you know, he lives in Stephenville, but he always talks about his days in Rockdale as being, uh, uh, he always rap, waxes rhapsodic about his days in Rockdale. And he's probably the most important yeah. person as to whatever it is I'm doing. Jim Perry, uh, my junior high director, whatever it Absolutely. is I'm doing nowadays, it's, it's him. And so that got me thinking about in the days of, you know, back in the good old days, whatever they are. Right. The yeah. And, old, and great memories that I had about, you know, about growing up here. You know, I yeah. still live here. I had great memory, Absolutely. memories growing up here 40, 50 years ago. That, that's something that's, you know, another conversation to be later had yeah. <laughs> about, about just places that, you know, being you know being around the people who have been in one place for a long time to see how a city or a town or whatever you want to call it has changed based right. on industry and based on you know the places that aren't on the the wealth of an interstate you know because all those all the cities that are like right on you know right. I-, I-, I-40 you know going from LA to North sure. Carolina and then you know split down Texas like well, they, get, I- they get business every you know every because that's the nature of the interstates but then those places that don't have that much access to like business it's like those places change dramatically that's a whole sociological thing you know with yeah. small towns and yeah Walmart. And, you know, and we have our Walmart here, you know, and all that. And, yeah, I grew up in uh, West Kentucky and it was three yeah. hours oh, wow. for everything, you know. Oh, you went, did you go to Kentucky? I went to Murray State uh, oh, okay. University. Yep. Yeah. And, John and, Morant, yeah. Yeah. And, John and, Morant, yeah. Yeah, John Morant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah I think I'm a I big was, Utah Jazz fan, so. Because we lived you in Utah. Followed him. Okay. I, I do. So they beat Memphis the first round. But I'm a big. We lived in Utah for seven years, and that's awesome. uh, that's actually um, 
No, I wrote uh, I wrote the uh, uh, the British Christmas fanfare when we came back. Okay. Um, but uh, I guess when we lived in San Antonio, I played out at Fiesta Texas a okay. lot, the uh, Six Flags Fiesta Texas, and that was back when uh, it used to be that Fiesta Texas was a musical theme park that had some rides. Right. And when Six Flags bought it, it became a ride theme park that has some music. Interesting. But I was okay. fortunate. Yeah, it's changed. I mean, money, you know. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I was fortunate. I played in all the pit groups out there after I got out of the Air Force Band. Uh, we had an incredible Dixieland band mm. that I was in for two or three years. That was just incredible. And then um, three of the members of that Dixieland band formed a brass quintet, a Christmas brass quintet. Okay. That was very lucrative. And uh, I think that's what got me into Christmas music and, and the brass part of it. Right. The other thing is that I was I was still use I don't use Finale anymore. My Finale had a glitch. I use MuseScore now for everything. Yeah, yeah. And MuseScore's free. I mean. Absolutely. And- I, that's another thing is uh, the, there was this one uh, guy I was listening to, and he said that MuseScore and Dorico are poised to kind of take over the net notation, you know, wars and just completely eclipse Sibelius and Finale because of just their ease of use and in their communities. Yeah. And it's free. Yeah, absolutely. The only thing I can't do on Muse score that that I'm sure they'll fix it. Yeah. It's like, if I want to hold a chord, Okay. If I hold, hey, uh, let me hear beat two of measure 19, hold it down. Let me hear it. Like you wouldn't have been, you can't, I I don't know a way to do that on Muse score. I'm sure they'll fix it with shareware and everything else. And yeah. then the other thing is just like the canned drummed, the canned uh, drum, like, hey, let me just put a, a swing 4-4 four, four, right. just here, and yeah. I have to make my own up to do that. Yeah, and then copy paste. I'm sure I could buy some, but yeah. well, let me hear, let me just put like a, a I'm writing a, writing a salsa tune. Hey, this is 2-3 clave. Let me put like a, a canned 2-3 mm-hmm. clave in here. You yeah. really can't do that yet on MuseScore. I'm sure they'll yeah. address that at some point. Yeah, absolutely. So but uh, British Christmas fanfare just yeah. came from, Um I was just going through the list of ensembles that are on the templates on finale, British brass band. What the hell? Was on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I pulled out an E flat soprano cornet and tenor <laughs> horns and B flat tuba and E flat tuba. Yeah. Yeah, I've got couple of days to screw around on this let me see <laughs> that's literally so, where it came from so if we can do like a quick like recap. apologize for my dogs so. oh no worries it it's it's part of the magic um yeah. so just if you could give like a quick like if you can in like five sentences or just as quick as short as possible like where are we on the timeline of sparky uh from beginning with ludus through writing royal and blue and then uh to this piece like where what i guess like maybe by location like where where have you where did you i was i was here in rockdale so i'm in rockdale uh for the the last two and i was in san antonio so san antonio utah rockdale okay gotcha um um yeah the british christmas fanfare i probably wrote uh five or six years ago okay yeah and I've written a ton of stuff since then. Since absolutely, spring. absolutely. But, um, mainly big, big band, big band is where my that's uh, that's really where my that's my that's my ballpark. That's my absolutely. Uh, but that's my comfort zone. 
Um, but I also write, um, I write for all the groups that I play in too. I play yeah. with Vasquez. I play with, um, uh, Roger Velasquez and the Latin legends, which is awesome. a so five horns to Hano band out of San Antonio. Um, uh, I, uh, lots of other groups, you know, that, yeah. uh, so I write for the Rockdale Community Band, which is like a 20-piece community That's band. That's so fun. Uh, I mean, adapted for one clarinet, two flutes, <laughs> a French horn. Absolutely. I mean, Four trombones, you know. That, that's part of the... I, I don't know, that's something missing, especially when we kind of migrate towards like bigger cities, there's kind of less opportunities. But when you're in a smaller community, you're everyone is holding it up together and so you have your role to kind of pitch in and kind of do that and so like the composer it's like you know and no one else did so i just did it and right, we, right, we, right. we had a lot of fun doing it and I, yeah. I think that's something that's just so cool yeah and then we do a thing uh the k theater which jared's been at it's a it's a theater that was a, a world war ii built in 1942 and they wow. renovated it like they started renovating it when he when moved back 17 years ago yeah and, uh, we're our community band is now kind of i jokingly call it the house band of the k okay but, uh, we rehearse there every sunday cool. uh, and um but we do it we started a thing called christmas at the k uh awesome. nine years ago and so okay we we're the we're the house band i'm the mc I, we had a community choir for a few years. I ran that. We put together, uh, there are church choirs. So I put it together and we, that, yeah. that's actually one of the two gigs I missed. The only two gigs I really missed doing this last year. Yeah. All the coronavirus stuff. Right. With the Temple Jazz Festival. I missed playing the 30th annual te te Temple yeah. Jazz Festival. And also I judged the, at the festival too. Yeah. So yeah. It's a money thing too. Yeah. Yeah. But I also yeah. missed playing, I, I missed doing Christmas at the K. Mm -hmm. But we're going to do that this year. So it'll be the, Very good, the ninth, yeah. it'll be the ninth somewhat annual Christmas at the K. So, so we bring in singers and I write all the charts for that. And uh -huh. it's a really cool, it's a really cool event. It, it's, I had people that emailed me last year and, and got messaged me and said, it didn't feel like Christmas. I know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, for me, it's, it's really like cool. the, but, the 4th of July, uh, yearly uh you know I, our community band did a and still does like the towning it's called the town and gown uh community oh, band and um yeah they it's like every fourth of july you know in every summer all the the either the college kids that went out to go to college are back and they can play in the band or oh, nice. because it's a it's a university town the college kids that study music there stayed Wait, for the summer. Yeah. So you combine those two factors, you know, it's like a homecoming, but it's also like a volunteer right. in the summer thing. You get a lot of really kick butt oh, players. Sure. Yeah. And it's yeah. just a lot of good fun. And nice. then you go out, fireworks, it's a big yeah. party, you know. So it's I, Well, the, we only have our fifteen to twenty people, but we do the job <laughs> as well. Right. I mean still, you know, it's it's about making memories and yeah, yeah, tradition, absolutely. you know, and yep, that's that's is. awesome. It is. Um so I'm trying to think. Um, now I forgot the piece. Okay, so um, I, I I forget which one of the um, uh, which one of the tunes I started with because there's seven or eight or nine or ten okay. British Christmas carols. Yeah, that are in yeah. there. Maybe I started off with. Um, uh, in the in, 
it King David? Yes. Yeah, whatever that I th- is. I, 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 I can't think remember. I started with that. I think that's the first one because that's the low brass thing that starts at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But I did in seven for no other reason than just nice. And it's a it's a it's a it's a drone. It's over Absolutely. an A flat drone. I love flat. In band, yeah, we love yeah. flat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think, ironically, though, uh, my uh, my jazz tunes that I write with my quintet, uh-huh. my small group jazz tunes, uh, our new bass player likes it because I don't write many of the tunes that I write are not in trumpet keys. Okay. You know, I'll write tunes like in E, which is F sharp for trumpet. Yeah, yeah. F sharp or B minor. And those tenor saxes are hating you. And are, are yeah, yeah, lives, sure, you yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, but he likes it because I, 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 whatever, it's whatever key, you know, it's Curse of Perfect Pitch. It's whatever I think it's in. Right. It's in. Yeah, know? yeah. I got a roommate who's like that. Right, and it may not feel right in another key, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And so um, I'm looking at the, uh, on the website, um, it, 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 Jarrett wrote uh, utilizing dense harmony. So like, is there? Oh, that's a, what I do. Yeah, yeah. And I so don't. How many? How how? What's the instrumentation for the piece totally? Like, it's is it like a, kind of like a big, like? Oh, uh, br- uh, the vertical? British brass band piece. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so, um, I maybe I can pull it up. Let's see. Yeah, I can. Let me pull it up on my end. Sure. Uh, 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 how to do this and not okay i won't lose you um <laughs> it's it's for whatever the uh british brass band so there's yeah uh e flat soprano cornet there's uh-huh. uh two or three you know b flat trumpet parts that's okay. something i didn't realize about british brass band is that everybody reads treble clef yes wow except i didn't know that either yeah I did, except for bass trombone yeah everybody reads and i guess they do that for ease of you know, the factory, work, and... factory workers, they can just say, hey, go, hey, bloke, go over and play the second flugelhorn part. Yep. And it's the yep. same. Yep. But the buttons you mash down. Yeah, exactly. Thing. That's why uh, the saxophone players, it. you know, like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a saxophone thing. For, yeah. Um, it's got French horns and mellophones and tenor horns and uh, baritone, uh, euphonium. Trombones, bass trombone. Let me find it real quick. Okay, okay. open. Bridget. I just pulled it up. to. I, I played it for my daughter the other day, and she actually remembered it. Oh, that's hilarious. That's awesome. All right. So the instrumentation, let me blow it up a little bit, is soprano cornet, which is an E-flat. Um, solo cornet, which is like first. Right. Repiano cornet. Second cornet, third cornet, flugel, mm-hmm. solo French horn, second horn. Oh, first horn, second horn. Which I go. Oh, those are also in E flat. It looks like wow. the are also in E flat. But then um, first, second baritone, uh, the trombone, uh, first, second trombone, which are also in treble clef. Right. The bass trombone part and the oh, and the timpani part are the only things I wrote timpani and percussion. Uh, are the only things that are in bass clef. Uh, euphonium, E-flat uh, tuba, and B-flat, E-flat bass, and B-flat bass. Very cool. Are, that's the, so that's the interpretation. And that's that's just what happened to be on here with the, uh, yeah. the fanfare program. That's what I did. 
Definitely. It's a big, I mean, that's pretty like vertical wise. It's a pretty, like a lot of options in terms of oh, God, voicings yeah. and, and yeah. chords. Yeah. 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 And I, you know, and, and being a jazzer, you know, I tend to think of every chord out to the 13. Mm, yeah. So that means there's seven possibilities. Yeah. You know, one, three, five, seven, nine, eleven, thirteen. Not that I use all of them, but it may it may seem like listening to them that I do every chord. Take advantage of every option. I tend to write pretty thick. But like I said, you know, Thad Jones, people like that. You know, Thad Jones on the classical side. You know, I, my favorite classical piece is um, Aaron Copland Third Symphony. I think is yeah. the greatest, certainly greatest twentieth century work ever done. Yeah, uh, I'm really getting into Stravinsky and Rite of Spring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, things like that. So, uh, and Berlioz and, uh, and Shostakovich and, you know, the Russians. Right. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Like and, uh, 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 Bruckner and Mahler, you know, yeah. I tend to people, who, first of all, people who use a lot of brass. Yeah. But also people who, you know, uh, I, I have a saying it's like, um, uh, having to do with minor chords. And like, you know, if we're screwing around and earballing and just like adding notes, you know, I'll invariably add the 11, and, <laughs> you know, and, you know, and somebody who plays with me a lot, they'll go like, yeah, you, you're not, I'm trying to say, how do I do the saying? It's like, you're not, you're, uh, you're not really trying unless you put the 11 in the minor chord. And that's our Herbie Hancock. And that's really yeah. a Herbie Hancock thing. Uh, yeah. Herbie Hancock, the way he voices, he he'll do the minor and Bill Evans. Yeah. You know, they'll do the minor eleven. They'll do the eleven inside the voicing, and add that fourthy thing. And particularly yeah. with Herbie, you know, his minor chords, for lack of a better term, sound so majory. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they it's sound, incredible how minor many chords sound happy. You know. Yeah, it's incredible how many like different varieties, especially with voicings. You know, within sure. inside the chord, yeah. it. Yeah. You know, it's like it has you questioning, like, was that at 11 or was that like, you know, right. just a out of tune, you know, third, <laughs> you know, like right, things like right. that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So very oh, cool. So, I mean, if you have any, if you want to run some things or anything specific. Um, I mean, I think on that's the team's picking my brain. OK, we're running. We're running at. Yeah. Yeah. Minutes. I talk and, a lot. Um, no, it's great. <laughs> it's useful. <laughs> yeah, got a lot to talk about. And then, um, yeah, honestly, like in the future, I'd love to pick your I'd love to hear some of your big band stuff and pick your brain on on all that, because that seems to be your passion, yeah, you know, your bread and, and, and butter. Actually, yeah. And that's what I've been mainly doing. You know, I've been fortunate because I've been able to play with Austin Jazz Workshop. Wow. Twice a week while this is also going on. Yeah. And then, of course, my wife working full time at Home Depot is, you know, but uh, but I've written um, uh, when we get back together live in September. Yeah. I've written uh, nine new big band charts. Wow. Oh, and we're my gonna gosh. Do, you know, we've done, I think, six CDs with the Temple Jazz Orchestra. And I'm really fortunate that I have such a great band. Yeah. To write for. Yeah. And um, but when we get back together, I think we've, we were already planning on doing another CD of uh -huh. just our original stuff. And then most of it's original. One is a Sergio Mendez. No, it's a Hermeto Pascual tune uh -huh. uh, called Pipoca that I guess that's how you pronounce it. That's Brazilian. I love Brazilian. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, that uh, uh, that uh, Sergio Mendez recorded. And okay. I love that recording of it. 
And then another one is, uh, I love Jacob Collier. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm deeper down the, I saw Jacob in Dallas. Uh, awesome. Five, me and uh, a daughter, my son went to see Jacob five or six years ago. And I'm as deep down the Jacob Collier rabbit hole as anybody. Definitely can talk and, about uh, that. Yeah. I, I finally, it took me three, three years to finish my chart on Hideaway. I have a big man chart. Wow. Yeah. But it took me that long because I was so nervous because, first of all, Jake, I'm just fortunate. I think all trumpet players should be fortunate that Jacob Collier didn't, like, take three months off and decide to master the trumpet. <laughs> Because he's that much of a genius. I know. He could, he, and he had better things to do, like look at, you know, learning a 15th language or I know. write a symphony oh or finish this 15th album he's done this year or invent a new harmoni invent some kind of telepathic harmonizer or or maybe cure cancer. I don't know. I know. Because <laughs> he's that brilliant. But he's not. We The trumpet players have nothing to fear. Like, you guys, so you guys far, have a job, yeah. you know. <laughs> Except for the wacky stuff that he writes for trumpet. Oh, my yeah. God. Ah! Like, Big he'll leaps. write these high A's. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. And fortunately, he has his, he has the orchestra, uh, uh, the Metropole Orchestra that just, does, that's what he does. Yeah. That's fine. Y'all do it, man. <laughs> Y'all be Jacob's. Y'all be y'all y'all play what's in Jacob's head. That's yeah, cool. yeah. Well, I mean, that's the main reason I think that we do that. We write is that we want to yeah. hear. We want people to hear what we hear in our head. Yeah, yeah. I, definitely. I think that's why. I do and it, you know? and and there was one. Uh, yeah, this one master class I was at, and he he. I think he quoted Stravinsky, but maybe he didn't. Maybe it was some other composer. But the point was the idea remains the same. It's like there's some composers out there as well that hear something and they think I should have done that. I want to oh, do the that. Time. You know, it's, and I it, wish and it, I had done that. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I had done and, that. That feeling of, of like, I want to do that. Yeah. The, or the trumpet player thing is damn, I could have done that better. You know, <laughs> that's always the trumpet because we're trumpet players. Absolutely. You know, oh my gosh. That, that, how many, how many trumpet players that take to change a light bulb? Yeah. And it's how like, many? pick whatever your number number is. We'll right. Right. One that did it, and then the other fourteen to say I could have done that better. Better, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like trumpet player ego, you know. Faster, higher, but, louder. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. yeah. What's your it? What do you play? Oh no, you're. Uh, well, I'm saxophone. I, oh, I did. Oh, yeah, I, I, I did uh, two years of jazz work at my university, and that's where I learned how to sight read real good because awesome. yeah, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. It's when you're going at 200 BPM and you're sight reading 500, five times more notes than everybody else. Does. Yeah. Yeah. That too. I, so, oh, yeah. I absolutely, I, I can't, I, I, I want to take some lessons from uh, some of the sax players around here on just improvisation. Cause I don't know how to do that. Did well. you, uh, was Jeremy Langthorne at North Texas while you were there? Mm, I couldn't uh, say I was primarily in, I was in the composition. I, so I did look like carrot top. Big dude, red hair. I don't. Th I don't think I remember player. seeing anyone. Well, see, he's he on is. the gig. Yeah. he's on the gig with me tonight, and he lives. Okay. In, he lives in Dallas, still, and he plays up there. His name. Okay, I you'll have to ask him. him. Just confirm. I just played with him Thursday. His name's Jeremy Langthorne. He's a really good player. Yeah. But he's a former student of mine from Temple. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, yeah. so he's quite a bit younger than me, but yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, saxophone. Wow. Yeah. Um, I think that's why we do. You know. Um, I, Sometimes it'll be somebody did an arrangement of a tune is like, 
damn, I meant to do that. That's such a great tune. Why didn't I do that? Yeah. And somebody, you know, and usually it's Dave Eskridge down in San Antonio writes for Tower Power. He did it already. Oh, uh, nice. Or, uh, you know, it's for, uh, you know, or, or, or Paul Baker, you know, uh-huh. Baker's does Baker's Baker's jazz and more. Yeah. 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 Uh, Paul already did it. You know, right. Right. It's usually one of those two guys are, and they're both good friends of mine. They already did it. You nice. Know? Yeah. Or Mike Saylors, who's a great jazz trumpet player in Austin. Okay. And Mike already thought about it. Usually it's one of those three guys who already did it. It's like, yeah. dang, I didn't do that. <laughs> Absolutely. So, okay. I, I think we should, we can wrap it up, but, um, I, I love talking to you. I love learning from you. I mean, Honestly, uh, I, I'd, I'd love for Jared to reach out to you and, and I don't know, talk. I'd love to talk about your big band stuff more in depth and, and listen to that as well. Anytime. So Anytime. Let, me, let me know if there's any recording, if you guys get it recorded, um, love to hear it. If, yeah, you, um, if there's a live uh, stream of it, you know, coming up. If you, uh, the, the recordings of my tunes at TJ. Yeah. Well, now uh, one just came out. Of, we did a virtual broadcast with Temple Jazz Orchestra of a tune that I, uh, everybody records. Like I recorded my, I recorded the solo part right here. Yeah. Oh, okay. Very uh, it's cool. It's called the Phoenix. The Phoenix. Okay. Anyway, so I recorded it right here. Yeah. And, uh, but it's, uh, they just put it out and it's of Temple Jazz Orchestra. It's called awesome. the Phoenix. But if you, um, if you type in, uh, if you go to YouTube uh-huh. and type in plugs, Spark plug. Plugs. Oh, alert. nice. Yeah. <laughs> people that have known me for a long time call me plug. Nice. So yeah, Force, yeah, yeah. My Air Force friends call me plug. So, <laughs> so, um, so I can tell who's my, my Tejano friends call me chispas. What's that mean? Sparks in uh, Spanish. It's in Spanish. Okay, gotcha. Very chispas. cool. So I'll get chispas, awesome. chippers. Okay. So, so but if good. you type in plugs, charts, and stuff. Okay. That's my YouTube yeah, yeah. I try my church. So there's a there's a Latin chart on blue and green. There's about four different versions of that. Da, da, da. The the one to look at is the first one. I'm playing on that one and it's uh-huh. recorded. Uh there's two of them. Uh there's four on there, but the two one's recorded in Vienna, Austria. That's the first time we wow. did it. Wow. And in a club yeah. in Vienna, Austria. And it was like 200 degrees in that club. <laughs> and we had already been playing for two hours. Oh, my and, gosh. Uh, yeah. And then the other one, uh, there's one that's recorded in uh, uh, right by – it's recorded right by the Mountain Range in uh, Estes Park. Oh, cool. Colorado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you can see Ed Kaye sitting in the background because Ed Kaye was on that tour with us. Awesome. And then um, there's a, a salsa version of uh, Beethoven's Furry Lease. Nice. Features guitar. Very cool. And then there's, there's, there's a salsa version of uh, Work Song. That's okay. the first one I did. We do one of my charts every year for the Temple Jazz Festival. Very cool. And yeah. then um, there's a version of um, of um, uh, Over the Rainbow. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of starts really Bob Brickmeyer-ish. Okay. So, oh, really thick chords. Yeah. And then it goes into a... Um, it's got some doubles. Then it goes into a boleto version mm, okay. with no melody, right? Right. With the real chords, and then right. a reharmonized version of. Oh, wicked! Yeah. And then it goes into a salsa version of uh, just three six two five, where Randy Zimmerman, the trombone player, solos. 
I solo in the original key. Uh-huh. In D, I solo in D flat. Mm-hmm. And then we take it out. Anyway, so it used the bridge. It uses if I only had a brain is embedded in there. Mm, like you like nice. the bass trombone part at a couple places. Yeah. Oh, and the saxophones. Saxophones hate me because I write all the really weird rhythmic things. Oh, nice. Yeah, Because we're just the button pressers. We can do the rhythms for y'all, you know. Yeah, and sometimes I try to write stuff because I play just enough saxophone to be dangerous. But I try to make sure it at least lays on the saxophone a little bit. Sure. And I'll always ask them, hey, is it okay? Yeah. The parts lay on the saxophone? Absolutely. Because you got five times more notes than everybody else. Definitely. Uh, I'm trying to think what else is on there. I think that's it as far as my charts. Yeah. Um, yeah. I need to put some more on we'll there. We'll definitely uh, put that in the description, point people towards that. And yeah. We'll do it. Hey, man, I appreciate it. Yeah. Likewise, man. Thanks I hope this me. is yeah. the last time I've ta- I talked to you. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully not. Yeah. So hopefully, yeah. Any, anytime you want to do it again, I'd, I'd love to hang. Sounds good, man. And hopefully, now you're living in, are you living in Dallas? I'm in, yeah, I'm still in Denton with my wife. And, oh, sweet. Uh, okay, it's cool. I actually started a gig. Uh, I, I kind of jumped careers in a way. I, I'm going into the financial services sector. Awesome. So I'm going to be, I'm be working for TIAA, the teacher's insurance. Right. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, just because my wife's uh, mom, she, she, her health is, has never been good. It's not right. like she's, it's just, you know, that's kind yeah, of our right. calling in a sense is to kind of be yeah. near them and, and take care right. of her. So hey, happens, be, man. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and it's a secure job and it's, and it, you know, so we're, we're probably going to be in Denton for the long haul. So Sweet. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to, okay. Close my door. Okay. So I was trying to close my music or something. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah no worries. Yeah. Cool, hey, anytime you want to hang or yeah. one of these days, hopefully I'll come up to Dallas so we can, we can Likewise. hang. Likewise. Yeah, and, and is Jarrett down in Rockdale or is he still in He Denton? is for the time being. Yeah. yeah so yeah. we're trying to, uh, he's actually on the board for this Rockdale uh, fall music festival. Okay. Yeah. And we're trying to, he asked me if I had any ideas about uh, a, a stage to, I said, yes, I have an idea for a jazz festival. Wow. So I do uh, I do a Facebook live show called uh, Lone Star Jazz. Okay. And what I do is I try to promote all the jazz events in the state of Texas. I do it every wow. Friday. Wow, very cool. I do cool. it right here. I do yeah. it every Friday at noon. I've done 170 episodes. And I get I get famous people that, hey, Arturo sent. So my theme song is I improvise over Deep in the Heart of Texas. Oh, awesome. <laughs> So I'll do like one or two courses on deep, and I go around the circle of fourth. Right, 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 right. I was recording right. this at Huddo High School about two years ago because I'd recorded wherever I was at. I was teaching at Huddo. And right after I get done, like cacking all over deep in the heart of Texas in F sharp. Oh my God. Concert E. I start, hey, this is Sparky Thompson with episode blah, 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 of Lone Star Jazz. Arturo Sandoval joins in. <laughs> I'm like, Oh my gosh. And then Tony Luhan, another great jazz player, joins wow. in out of LA. And then it's like, damn, it's like, I just butchered this. It's like every great jazz drum. And then Mark Van Cleve, who does Trumpet Player Online, he joined. Oh so my gosh. Anonymous that day. But like Donald Harrison out of Utah, out of, out of New Orleans, is a regular viewer. 
Wow, uh, very cool. Uh, Tony DeGrotti, uh, uh Point people towards uh, that as well. I'll have to check that Rodney out. Rodney Whitaker. Yeah. It's Rodney yeah. Whitaker out of Detroit. I've got all these like names that are like regular yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. And so we're trying I'm trying to do a Lone Star jazz party. Awesome. Yeah. Here in Rockdale with an Austin yeah. group, a Dallas group, a Houston group. Wow. And, and I've already got everybody on board. We just gotta get the city on board. Yeah. And Jared's on the board for that. Okay. Yeah. So we're, we're gonna go pitch it. And then I'll find out at the end of the June if that's going to happen. Thank you for listening to the whole episode. If you liked what you heard, uh, there will be links in the description to all the pieces that the composers discussed. And for further information about Tux People's Music, we will leave a link to the website and the publishing house there as well. Until next time, thank you for listening.